What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video. Today I'm going to continue going through my 2022 fantasy football rankings. These are the last rankings I'm going to put out up until the season, you know, before we start getting into in-season rankings, weekly rankings, all of that. So if you haven't seen the running backs and wide receivers, go check those out. I went through top 60 at each position. Today we're combining the quarterbacks and the tight ends, top 24 at each spot. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to be starting off here with the quarterbacks. And I think there's kind of a clear tier of elite options. And leading those elite options is Josh Allen. I honestly don't think I've seen one set of rankings that does not have Josh Allen at number one. He has everything you'd be looking for in an elite fantasy quarterback. Then up next here, we have three players who I think are very, very close together. Honestly, you could maybe even say four players. I've got Lamar Jackson at number two, Kyler Murray at number three, Justin Herbert at number four, and then Jalen Hurts at number five. Three of these guys, I think, carry that elite rushing upside. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts more so than Kyler, but Kyler has shown, you know, have elite upside with his legs. And then Justin Herbert's up there just because it seems very possible. He just goes nuclear as a passer. He's not going to rush for 600 yards. He's not going to rush for a ton of touchdowns, but I could easily see like a 45 touchdown season for Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts, I think, has, you know, QB1 upside the addition of A.J. Brown. And overall, I just feel like Kyler Murray has been pretty disrespected in fantasy rankings. I've seen him going as like QB7, like in people's rankings. I just don't understand how he's not up there in this top tier. He didn't even have like a crazy season last year, was still a top quarterback. So he's someone I really do have a lot of shares of. Him and Jalen Hurts both go in, you know, if I'm getting them late fifth, early sixth round, I'd be interested in both of those guys. Number six, I have Patrick Mahomes. Probably going to be lower on Mahomes than consensus. For me, it just comes down to his ceiling. Now, we have seen Patrick Mahomes have a very high fantasy football ceiling, but in those years where he's finished as the QB1 in points per game, it is just because he went nuclear as a passer. We're talking like 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, just crazy efficiency, all of it. So for him to have that elite ceiling, he needs to put up those type of numbers. With Tyreek Hill gone, Travis Kelsey, you know, getting a little bit older, I'm just looking at these weapons. I'm looking at this offense. I just don't know if that is a super likely outcome or not even likely. Like, I don't know if that's what we should be expecting this season for a ceiling. I'd much rather go after some of these, you know, rushing quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Kyler. I think Herbert has a better chance of having a nuclear season with kind of like the same archetype in scoring points as Patrick Mahomes. So I likely won't have many shares of him. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes the QB3, QB4, but when we're talking about like that elite upside, 25, 26 points per game, I just don't know, you know, if Patrick Mahomes has the opportunity to reach that this year. And then probably to close out like the elite high ceiling options, we have Trey Lance here at number seven. In more casual leagues, you're going to be able to get Trey Lance way later than this. But in my opinion, we're looking at upside at the quarterback position. If Trey Lance finishes a top three quarterback in points per game, I really would not be shocked. You look at the weapons around him, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, solid offensive line, great offensive system. He's going to be using his legs a ton. I really feel like Trey Lance could ball out. We saw Jalen Hurts have a really strong season last year. That was not on a good offense, you know, not necessarily lighting it up as a quarterback. I think Trey Lance can be an average NFL quarterback and still be a top tier fantasy asset. So those guys kind of round up the players who I think have, 
you know, top three quarterback points per game upside. And that leads us into our next tier of players, starting off here with Tom Brady at number eight, Joe Burrow at nine, Russell Wilson at 10, and then Matthew Stafford at number 11. I feel like Stafford typically gets left out of that tier. I'm not really sure why. I do put him at the bottom of it, but I think he's probably closer to, you know, Wilson, Burrow, Brady than probably his ADP would reflect. I think these are the guys who are more pocket passers. They may not have like that QB1 upside, but we know they can put together some really spectacular throwing seasons. All of them have really solid weapons around them. So these are your safer options. You're getting, you know, you're not spending elite, you know, fifth, sixth round draft capital on these guys. You're probably getting them round seven, round eight, round nine, but they're players you're comfortable tossing into your lineup every single week. Number 12, I have Dak Prescott. I'm going to do a video sometime within the next week talking about like must avoid players in my opinion i am not seeing dak prescott as a great fantasy option this season i've seen on a lot of platforms like he's definitely going ahead of stafford and he's kind of thrown in that same range with russ brady i'm just not seeing it for dak this year the offensive line has taken a major step back the weapons have taken a major step back you know they don't have their top two tackles from last year amari cooper's gone we have Michael Gallup, you know, still not really sure when he's going to return. So I think he's like a fringe QB1, but I kind of feel like the cutoff of quarterbacks that I trust weekly in my lineup, I think it actually stops here at quarterback 11. But I think you're going to be in a spot where Dak Prescott is probably never going to be drafted as the QB12 or later. He's going to be like 8, 9, 10 in that range. So it's probably not something you're going to have to worry about. Then I think we have this next tier of players who are probably going to be like elite streaming options. They're probably going to be on teams, but Derek Carr at 13, Aaron Rodgers at 14, Kirk Cousins at 15, probably lower ceiling players, all pretty much pocket passers here. They're going to give you solid production. They're not going to be league winners, but they're not going to, you know, tank your weeks for you. Then we start to get into, I think kind of like a in-between tier here. I'm much higher on Jameis Winston than consensus. I have him here at QB 16, I actually think he's probably closer to the Kirk Cousins tier, in my opinion, than he is to the uh, Tua-Justin Fields tier. He's probably going to be going after both Tua and Justin Fields. Just looking at Jameis, the offensive upgrades around him, he was a solid fantasy quarterback last year, just in a garbage situation. Everything's better for him. Then, like I said, we've got the younger quarterbacks, Tua, Fields, Lawrence. For Tua, he has much better weapons around him. Justin Fields has the rushing upside. For Trevor Lawrence, you know, you're hoping the new coaching staff, I guess slightly better weapons kind of help him out here. He has some sneaky rushing upside, not going to be like Justin Fields level, but he's in that like Mahomes, Herbert range in terms of rushing ability. And then at this point, quarterback 20 and on, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield. These are guys where if things go right, they could slot in as like mid-tier QB2 options. And then at quarterback 24, Deshaun Watson, missing 11 games, but he's someone who's probably going to be startable the last six games of the season. So I guess just depending on your league format, someone to keep an eye on, or maybe someone to stash if you have like a crazy deep bench. So those are my top 24 quarterbacks. Now we're going to switch over to the top 24 tight ends. Tight end, definitely a much less deep position than the quarterbacks. Number one, pretty consensus here. I feel like my top three, maybe even top six are pretty chalk. So Travis Kelsey at number one, Mark Andrews at number two, Kyle Pitts at three. I feel like those don't need a ton of explanation. I think Darren Waller and George Kittle are pretty close together. Waller has basically missed like 
a ton of practices recently. So there's some concern there. I would expect him to be ready for week one, but it's probably not a guarantee. I still think I would take Waller over Kittle, but the gap is definitely closer than it was, you know, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, whatever. Uh, Dalton Schultz here at number six, probably, you know, a solid drop off from the Waller Kittle tier, and then also a drop off from Schultz to this next tier with like Hawkinson, Knox, Ertz, Goddard. As you can see, I'm definitely lower on Goddard than consensus. I just like TJ Hawkinson more. I like Dawson Knox in a better offense, more vacated targets. And then I really like Zach Ertz, who was basically Kyler Murray's like top target down the stretch last season. Goddard, you know, obviously going to be the number three in this offense behind AJ Brown and behind Devonta Smith. So I'm not totally out on him, but when he's going like pick 80 to pick 90 and these other guys are going around later, there's no shot I'm picking them like a round or more ahead of Ertz, Knox, him and Hawkinson are normally going in the same range, but that's where I'm at with Dallas Goddard here. Number 11, Pat Fryermuth. I do think there's probably a fall off from Goddard here to Fryermuth. Where at this point, if you're drafting one of these guys, you should probably have a second tight end or be very ready, you know, to churn the waiver wire, try to find another option, because I'm not overly confident that these players are going to be like every week starters for you. Frymuth at 11, Cole Komet at 12, Irv Smith at 11. We start to get even more thin here. Alberto at 14. Don't love his usage in the preseason, but the upside is there. Now we're getting into like these streaming options. Hunter Henry at 15. Njoku at 16, Tanyan at 17, Mike Gusecki at 18, Taysom Hill at 19. Taysom Hill is honestly really interesting because if he has a role in this offense, if he's throwing a few pass attempts per game, getting some rushing opportunities, catching a pass or two, he may end up being a better option than like a Gusecki and Njoku. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Like if week one, we're looking at a stat line and it's like, two for three, you know, passing, three carries, two targets. He's definitely someone who should probably be rostered if that is the case. This isn't, you know, a situation where Drew Brees is there. You know, you want Drew Brees on the field at all times. Jameis Winston, all right, definitely not a Drew Brees comparison. So Taysom Hill at 19, and then we've got more streaming options. Gerald Everett at 20, Evan Ingram at 21, Noah Fant 22, Higby 23, and then Hayden Hurst at 24. So that is going to wrap it up for my top 24 tight ends. Went through top 24 quarterbacks, top 24 tight ends. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings down below in the comment section. Like I said at the top, you want to see the running backs, wide receivers. Those are on my channel right now. I'll be going through my overall rankings tomorrow. I'm thinking doing through 10 rounds. So top 120 overall, not going to be a ton of analysis. Probably just reading the names off, maybe talking about some general trends not trying to make it like a three-hour video, but stay tuned for that if you're interested. Thank you all for stopping by, and I'll see you guys in the next one.